Hey you guys, this is the Coupling Spire podcast. Here's a couple of things you might need to know or maybe you just forgot. I'm Taylor, a volunteer firefighter and also a firewife to my favorite firefighter. Join me as I talk anything and everything fire related. I don't claim to be an expert, I just love to talk fire and I'm not afraid to get into real and deep discussions. Everything I say is my own opinion and does not reflect the opinions of any agency or organization I am associated with. Let's get on with the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Couplings Fire podcast. Thank you so much for being here today listening with me. If you clicked on this episode, uh, you're in for a treat. I don't know. Maybe not a treat. Trigger treat? It's almost Halloween. Like, I'm so excited it's almost Halloween. So we're going to start that tangent already. I'm a huge Halloween nerd. If you guys have not known that about me, you're finding out now. I, like, my Halloween season runs all the way from August through Thanksgiving. Like, that is my Halloween season, and no one's going to take it away from me. <laughs> After Thanksgiving, then you can have as much Christmas as you want. And, yeah, we'll talk about Christmas once it gets to Christmas. But right now, it's Halloween season. I'm so excited. And I'm a little bit sad because, uh, so Chris and I are actually going to be buying a house um, in the town we live in, which is exciting. We've been renting for a year now, and I'm excited to finally own again. There's something different about having your own house, right? And, but it sucks because I can't decorate for Halloween because we are moving on Halloween. We, we are closing the house on Halloween. Doing the closing on the house, whatever. We are signing for the house on Halloween. Yay. <sighs> so that kind of sucks. But, oh, well, there's always next year, and I'll be able to put on a big old Halloween party or something. I'm so excited. So, otherwise, <laughs> current events happening. Um, we should be having the information for the NSFSI Les Lugert Winter Conference come out at some point soon, I would think. <laughs> we will be announcing the uh, classes and instructors we have coming out. Uh, that conference runs in Kearney, Nebraska every year, the first weekend in February. So this year it's, or next year in 2023, it's going to be on February 3rd through the 5th in Kearney, Nebraska. I encourage you all to come out for it. We have a treat on who we're actually having to come instruct this year. It's going to be very exciting. I love every year I've ever gone to this conference. There is something different every year that enthralls me and gets me excited and pumped up and yes, things stay the same, but no things ever stay the same at this conference. It's the fact of like, I don't know, we like evolving it and we like um, finding finding new instructors to come. We have we have some definitely have new instructors coming this year and it's exciting. We had such a great response to uh, the, the call for proposals for classes and um, we are excited with, with who we're bringing in this year. Um, we're the only thing that I hate about all of that was that we couldn't bring everybody in who proposed a class and that that breaks my heart because there were so many good classes and it was very hard we spent several hours <laughs> in a room talking trying to, to like get down these classes to to a good conference size for us and it was it was a tough one it was some very hard decisions um <laughs> and we love we love all of the people who who submitted and we can't wait to have them at our conference in the future. Uh, it just didn't quite work out this year for everybody. You know, you know how that goes. You can't make, you can't get everyone to come out. But we encourage you to come to Nebraska for this conference. It's a great conference. This is a great time. We are welcoming people and we can't wait to hang out with you and learn fire. 
uh, work on fire. You know, there's going to be some good hands-on training classes, um, some, some nice ones. So, okay. Anyways, so that's done for that. So check out uh, the website, nsfsi.com. That's the Nebraska Society of Fire Service Instructors.com. Soon for that, for everything coming out for that. Yeah, so, um, and then also, before I forget, before we get too far into this, I'm excited. I, you, I've been talking about it for several weeks now. I'm super excited to be affiliated with Flame Natural Decon. This is good stuff. This is decontamination shampoo and body wash for, for your body. This does its job to help get all of the toxins out that it can out of your body and be one more step that you can have to take care of cancer. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm going to do everything I can. To, to get rid of having the chance of having cancer. Because I've been doing this for 10 years. Almost 10 years. I keep rounding up. Almost 10 years. <laughs> and I know my time might be coming for cancer. And honestly, it's kind of sucky to think about. <laughs> but I know by doing this, taking that step, along with all the other steps I take, it's one more thing that's going to help. This stuff is greatly priced. It actually replaces my other body wash and everything. And so it doesn't cost me any extra to make myself, first of all, smell good. It is good smelling stuff. And second of all, make sure that I'm clean and and free of carcinogens as much as I can be. So go take a look at it. Uh, you can find the products on flamedecon.com. I have links in the show notes to everything and on my um, social media pages. If you use the code couplings 15 that is C-O-U-P-L-I-N-G-S-1-5. You can get 15% off your order for that. Um, I I don't have any other sponsors or any sponsors for this podcast, you guys. I don't just throw things out there to throw things out there. I will only push something that I believe in. And this is a product that I use every day. <laughs> and I will continue to use every day. And I believe in it. So there is that. Okay. I feel like I'm like really high energy, which is great. Like I haven't had this much energy for a while. It feels like, um, but yeah, let's get, let's get onto this episode. So I realized like not that long ago that I haven't really given you guys an update since Chris was really going on shifts. Have I? I don't, I don't think I have. I remember, I remember giving the update for like back at the very beginning of the year in January for Academy life, right? Like what that was like from my perspective and like looking back on it and stuff. But I don't think I've talked to you guys about like what it's like now. And, you know, we're getting, we're, we're halfway through October now. So, so what's it like? You know, I, in other interviews I have with people, I, I want to say it was with David Mellon when I had him on last year and Logan Watts when I had them on last year. I remember asking them um, when we got to the family firefighter survival section of the shows, how long did it take you to get used to this? Like, like, I don't know, what was the general amount of time for you to get used to the, the shifts, the 24 hour schedule, you know, just getting a good groove. And they, they both were kind of like around the same time frame of like three to six months ish. And that's what I've heard kind of everywhere. And honestly, I thought that'd be the same for me. I thought that three to six months, okay, we'd find our groove with it. Um, I mean, kind of, kind of yes i'm gonna say i'm gonna say a kind of yes to that um it was a little bit different maybe it's not different i don't know chris was still going through his probationary time for six months so that also put a weird stress on things too so it wasn't like quite normal shift life um he couldn't just 
go into work and do work and like yeah put in the effort but like not have his job writing on every single day I know I know you should I don't know how to explain that better than just saying it like that but with the probationary stuff you know if you've gone through any sort of probationary period they can let you go for any reason during that time right it's just you might not be a good fit or you're not good at your job or something happens or whatever that is their time to let you go for for any reason up until that last day until you finish probation and so it's it's definitely extra stress put on you because you know that they're watching every single little thing you do and it's just it's just an extra big brother on your shoulder just being careful so I want to say those first six months with him out on shift life and actually out on the streets, they weren't quite getting us into the groove yet. Like, I mean, granted, we got used to the 24-hour schedules, and that was nice to have that time for that, but it wasn't quite what I'm seeing now with him being off of probation and being an, a full-time firefighter, right? Um... His demeanor changed. He, he, yes, he still pushes himself every day, but it's, it's not, it's not overwhelming his every, every waking moment of freaking out about things, if that makes any sense. So, so I want to start out with the first few weeks. Those 24 hour shifts were hard on me. Um, just getting used to that because I, I never, never experienced anything like that before with him. You know, he'd been gone for some conferences and stuff like that before, but it wasn't very often and it wasn't for very long. So this every other night, trying to get used to finding my own routine, that was tough. And it's it's still tough. Uh, my job, I work a part-time office job, so I work Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It is great when he is off on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday with me, because we can spend the whole day together doing things. It's fantastic. But his, his cycle runs in a three-week cycle, basically. So on the weeks where he works on Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and I work on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that, that makes it interesting um, because then we only see each other for a couple hours on Monday night and Friday night before he has to go to bed because he wakes up at like 5 a.m. So we don't get a lot of time. <laughs> And I would say Wednesday nights too, but with Wednesday nights, we're, we're packing church stuff in there that night. So we really don't get to see each other too much those nights. So those weeks have continually been hard on me this whole time. Um, I'm actually in the middle of that week right now. And <laughs> I don't know why, but this week compared to, compared to other weeks like this in the past is harder. Well, I know kind of why. We'll get into that in a little bit, but we've... We've made a compromise where tomorrow night, um, we're not doing anything. We're not going anywhere. We're snuggling on the couch watching a movie because I just need some couple time, <laughs> right? That is something that I'm, I'm missing right now and I really need it. I really need to feel close to him. So um, it, it got to the point where I needed to tell him what I needed and I did and we came up with that solution. Now, we figured this out on Monday, <laughs> Monday night, you know, because Monday night was nice, but... We still kind of got taken away from each other that night a little bit with other uh, obligations. So we came up with Friday and it's been a long week waiting for that. And I still have to wait one more night, but it's okay. <laughs> so yeah, going back to that 24 hours on and off, um, getting used to sleeping alone. 
it's difficult. I've, I've been so used to sleeping with him by my side. You know, I just feel better. Like, it's not necessarily I feel safer. It's just I sleep better when he's next to me. It's, it's always been that way. And when he's out of town or when I'm out of town, it's always just a little bit rougher sleep. So trying to learn how to get good sleep with him gone has been interesting. Um, I don't get the best sleep when he's gone. So every other night, he's getting sleep deprived from being at work and getting up for calls at all hours in the night. And I'm getting sleep deprived just because I'm not getting good, solid, sound sleep. So the next night, we're together and we get good sleep, <laughs> you know, and it, it goes like that for a couple weeks straight. And then he gets a week off. That week off is amazing. Let me tell you, it is so nice not having to worry about a ton of vacation days or anything, you know. Um, it makes it interesting because the way the cycle works, he never has the same two days on shift. So like he won't have Sundays on shift every week or Mondays or whatever. Like he works technically like every day of the week through his entire set. Um, so it makes planning things very hard. I will, I will say that, that it does make planning things. So like he can't be at stuff every Wednesday or every Monday is not the same routine. So that's also been really difficult because I, I, I'm a person who likes routine um, especially when it comes to my day, it's how I get the most stuff done. I'm sure a lot of you could probably <laughs> agree with that with yourselves. You know, you, you have that routine. These days, this is how it looks like. These days, this is how it looks like. Well, our routine goes in three-week cycles of that. So Mondays are only going to be the same that one out of three weeks. Then the other two Mondays are going to look different. And so that's been really hard, especially, so I was doing really, really good about working out for a while. We'll get to that too <laughs> here soon. Um, but I, I was doing really good about working out and I had the routine. I got home from work and I put in a good workout. Well, it's tough to do that when he's home and wants to hang out right away. And it, I don't know. It's just, it's been hard trying to find that balance because then when he's at work on those Mondays or Wednesdays or Fridays, then I can get that stuff done and I'm, I'm on a roll. You know, I can have a whole day off on my Tuesday when I'm off, when he's at work, I can get a bunch of stuff done at the house. But when he's here, I want to hang out with him. But that's my day taken away from me that I can't get housework done or other other obligations done, you know. So that that has been a big challenge and we still haven't quite figured that out yet. Um, I think that's going to take a while. I think it's always just going to be, honestly, it might just be fluid. It might just be things are just going to have to have like a weekly checklist and that's how things are going to have to get done, just not quite by day. And it, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, most people aren't used to living their life like that. So just definitely a different way of doing things. But yeah, I've, I've gotten more used to doing things on my own. I've gotten more used to going places on my own or hanging out with friends on my own. Um, a little different just because I'm used to having them there with me. But it's... It's been what it is, and um, what we do when he's on shift is we text throughout the day. I never expected the answer back at any certain point. That's one thing we agreed on early on, is never to expect a text back just because he might be busy. Like today, he was out of the station because he was running on the ambulance. Um, he was out of the station from like 2 o'clock till 8 o'clock tonight. Um and that's six hours, you know, like, and he didn't have a chance to text me or anything within that whole time. 
you know, and that happens. <laughs> it, it, it comes with the job. You never know what days are going to be slow and what days are going to, you know, throw them beating. So never expect a text back and he'll call me when he can. But as soon as his tones drop and he has to go, it's a, hey, stop the conversation here. I love you. Go, go, go get them. Go have fun. Go do your job, you know. And it's never met with any sort of um, anger or frustration or anything. Um, I do make it a point. I know I've said this on other episodes. I make it a point to not bring up anything insane um, or or very emotional or things like that while he's on shift. Just because he needs to keep his mind clear. Um, if there's anything that can wait until he's home. If, you know, if, if things are not going to change by the time he gets home, I'm going to wait to tell him bad news or um, something that happened to me that frustrated me until the next day. Same thing with anything that happens with like a rental house or whatever, or um, bills or something or something comes up. I take care of it. If I need his help or I need input, I'll ask for it. You know, if and if he has a chance to help, he will. But otherwise, he doesn't know about anything till the next day. Because most of the time, it's not an emergency. It's not something that has to get fixed right now. <laughs> and most of the time, I can fix most of it on my own. <laughs> That's definitely been different because I'm used to being able to call him and be like, hey, this needs figured out. Let's figure it out if you get done with work today. And that's I don't have that luxury anymore. He doesn't have that luxury anymore. Um, different, different life, different work, work style here. So work lifestyle, whatever, <laughs> whatever it's called. Okay, so I keep saying that I'm going to get to something else and I'm going to talk about that later or whatever. Now's later. <laughs> now is when I'm going to get to talk about the things I was kind of shoving off before um, about being tired, not working out. Uh, so I do have an announcement for everybody. Um, I'm actually pregnant, which is amazing. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I'm excited. I'm very excited. And I'm excited to finally share it with you all. It's been the reason why uh, guest episodes have actually been light here lately. <laughs> I've actually not been feeling the best with the first trimester stuff. I won't get too much into th anything. Don't worry. Um, but I haven't been feeling the best. So I've had to cancel some interviews and I haven't had a chance to reschedule those yet. Because honestly, when you don't feel good, you don't feel like doing a ton of interviews. <laughs> so that's why you've been having more um, solo episodes here lately. Uh, it's just because that's when I find the time to record these solo episodes, that's that's what I'm able to do right now. So I do plan to get more guest episodes coming. So those are coming. I swear I'm starting to feel better. So that's fantastic. Um, I do want you guys to know about a new series that's actually going to be coming for the podcast. Uh, this is going to be called The Pregnancy Files. And basically where the idea came from this is I want... I wanted more answers. I wanted some somewhere that I could go to to look into see how somebody else dealt with pregnancy as being a volunteer firefighter. And okay, like, what are some tips and tricks or what are things that like I need to watch out for or think of or whatever. And while there have been a lot of pregnant women in the fire service, um, there ha at the same time, there hasn't been a lot. <laughs> and even on the volunteer side. And overall, yeah, those people will talk to you if you have questions, but there's not information out there too much anywhere um, just for people to go find. So it's kind of hard to find some some of these answers I'm looking for or just get insight or even advice for any of this stuff. So it's been kind of uh, running blind on a lot of this. And I wanted to 
I want to have a place where I can help somebody out in the future. Maybe you're going to become pregnant. Maybe your wife is going to become pregnant at some point. Maybe you have a friend. Maybe you're on a department who will eventually have a pregnant lady on there at some point. <laughs> you know, um, there's a lot of scenarios there. And I'm hoping with these uh, pregnancy file episodes, I'm going to be able to shed some light into what I'm thinking um, for the weeks I record and kind of give you guys just a look into what what we think about and what, I don't know, what's what it was like for me during my journey for all this stuff and what I had to actually plan for and what I was worried about with the fire stuff or what I'm not worried about or how I hope it's going to be versus the way it actually turns out. You know, what are things that I wish would I would have done differently or whatever as it comes up or I don't know. What, what did I think it was going to be like versus what it actually is like? Because that's already very different. Um, so that's what all of it's going to be. It's going to be several different episodes. Um, I just finished recording the first one that encompasses the whole first trimester. And then um, I'll be doing other ones as it goes. Don't know exactly how often I'm going to release those. Depends on how long the episodes end up being. Um, but just expect those to come out in the future you know, with the weekly episodes, right? Uh, in place of a weekly episode for those weeks. And and yeah, I highly encourage everyone, you know, to, to listen to these. <laughs> I'm going to try not to get too graphic with anything, but at the same time, I'm going to let you know how I'm actually feeling and um, go into some of it. So I encourage you to listen to them because you're either yourself or going to know somebody at some point who's going through this. And I think the more we know about this from as many perspectives, perspectives as we can is going to be better for everybody overall. So yeah, so that's that. Um, but overall, like I'm so excited for this baby to grow up in the fire service. I'm going to say it in the future when you listen to those pregnancy files, but I will never push a future child to be, you know, go into the fire service. They don't have to be a volunteer. They don't have to do it for a career, but they are very much going to grow up around it. So um, I'm very excited for it. I think it's going to be a fun journey. But the reason I'm talking to you about that in this episode <laughs> is not just to tell you it's happening. But more than that is it's going to change things when it comes to these shifts and when it comes to this firewife life, right? I'm already seeing how it's affecting us as a couple. Um, I'm tired first trimester you're tired you're you have morning sickness you have all day nausea you're it, it's there's a lot that goes with it and I don't take naps I've never taken naps before that's just not who I am and I find myself never being able to get enough sleep right now so I'm taking naps constantly I'm going to sleep early I'm waking up late it's ridiculous just I feel like I'm sleeping all the time <laughs> um but it's affecting us because the times I could be spending with my husband, I'm very tired and I'm healing, you know, trying to trying to give energy to this thing that's growing in my body. So yeah, it's affecting me like that. And just, I, I don't know where it's going to go in the future, but I know it's going to be tough. You know, part of me is wondering in the future, okay, what happens when uh, it's time for this kid and Chris is on shift? <laughs> What's that going to look like? You know, how do we manage that? Uh, Chris's department doesn't have mater paternity leave. I know we talked about it in Adam Haywood's episode. Um, they don't have paternity leave. A lot of fire departments don't have that. It's normal. Um, so how do we work around that? 
you know, that's stuff we're going to be talking about in those episodes and stuff that Chris and I are trying to figure out right now. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because how do you plan for a baby when things are so unknown about it? You know, d- dealing with 24-hour shifts when you have a newborn, what's that going to be like? I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm still in the volunteer department, right? Like, I've already experienced where Chris has been home and I go on a call. And it's, it's tough sometimes because there was one, one call I went on. It was going to be, it was a grass fire and it was going to be a long one. I knew it was going to be a long one because I had already been listening to it on the radio. It was a mutual aid call for another, another department. And I asked Chris before I went, I'm like, hey, is this okay if I go? I want to check with you first because you're home and it's in between your two 24-hour shifts. But I want to make sure it's okay. He said go, and I did. I had fun. <laughs> um, but it's stuff like that. Chris has never been put in that position before. This is brand new to him. For him to be home and not being the one leaving me, because he was on the uh, EMT squad back in our old town. So he'd constantly leave and I'd be home alone. It was just normal. <laughs> Before I was on the fire department back in our old town, he'd leave when I was home. And so I got used to it. But Chris has never been on the other side of that. So now he's seeing, oh, okay, this is what you deal with. This is how it feels. He's he's never had that before. It's It was kind of funny. We talked about it one night for for a while um just about the thoughts that were going through his head and how he he didn't realize it'd be a big deal but like he was lonely (laughs) and it was just weird because he wanted to do things and I was gone and he didn't know when I'd be coming back and it's crazy because yeah when the tables flip like that I mean most people would not know what to do most people it's a whole new acclimation to it um so he finally got a chance to experience what I've been experiencing already for years. Um, and I don't know, just a little taste of that. And so it's something that like we're, we still have to work through. Um, and we're gonna have to put ground rules down because I still want to go to calls right now and stuff. So we're going to talk, we haven't, we haven't quite figured everything out yet, but we're going to talk some more about it and actually go through, okay, what are some ground rules with this thing? You know, um, when can I go and when do I have to talk to you about it first, you know, for a second or whatever, you know, what, what are some good, some good guidelines. There we go. So what I was looking for, some good guidelines to go by when it comes to responding to calls when he's off shift. When he's on shift, it doesn't matter. He's on shift. He's, doesn't matter anyways. He's gone. So I can do whatever I want. Okay. Let's think in the future when the kid comes along, he's going to be home and I'm going to want to go on a call and he's going to have to watch the baby and for lack of better words, kind of be stuck with the baby while I'm gone on a call. Most, most of the time that's a fire wife dealing with that, right? Well, Chris is going to be put into that fire husband role then on those days. And I know it's going to be different. I know it's going to affect us and I'm curious how it's going to, <laughs> but it's stuff that's tying to so much what we're dealing with now. Um, and I'm really happy we actually have the time right now that we're actually facing some of these problems at the moment. 
so that way when it gets to that point hopefully we already have good guidelines and we can figure out actually how to work through this stuff a little bit better um you guys it's it's so important so important to talk through with your spouse of of what you're feeling and when you're upset or when you're sad or when you just want to see them like i said earlier on this podcast we have it set up for tomorrow night just to sit and cuddle and watch a movie because i need that this week I don't need it every week. It doesn't have to happen all the time, but I really need it. So that's what we worked on. That's what we decided. And it's okay when you need that stuff to let your spouse or partner or whoever it is know that you need that. It's okay to say that you're frustrated with them leaving you all the time during this certain thing. You know, maybe you put in the rule if you are at church, they don't leave for a call while you're at church because you really need their help with the kid during church or something. You know, maybe if it's, you know, within 15 minutes of them getting home from work and you just need a break from kids, you know, for them to not go on a call that drops in that time. But after that time frame, whatever you have worked out, then they can go kind of thing, you know, work out whatever you have for you. And, and this, this really applies to the volunteer stuff. To the volunteer and if you're on call um this even applies to taking overtime okay work out when you're okay with your firefighter taking overtime if it's an option for them to to take it if that if that makes sense if it's not mandatory if it's something where they can just take it to get extra money and stuff extra shifts work out when it's okay and when you'd rather not <laughs> and really make sure everybody understands why this helps so much it helps keep your sanity <laughs> Like with Chris, um, he tried doing a full 72 hours in a row, his two 24-hour shifts, and he did overtime for 24 hours in between. So he did 72 hours in a row, and he was fine. Um, but it's something I think he's figured out he's probably not going to do again <laughs> for a couple different reasons. It was pretty rough on him for that weekend, you know, just a full weekend of work with no true break to it. Um, that's a lot. That's That's a lot. Um, and then for me, I mean, I was out of town, but at the same time, not really having guaranteed times to talk with him for a full three days was, was tough on me at the same time. So really knowing where, where your boundaries are, where your boundaries need to be. It's okay as a volunteer to have boundaries. It's okay to not show up to every call. Yes. You want to show up to as many as you can. Yes. You want to be engaged and you want to be there and you should when you can. But as in everything, family comes before fire, you guys. You have to make sure that your family life is going is going to stay together, is going not to just stay together, it's going to thrive. You want your family life to thrive. <laughs> if your family life isn't thriving, you have to take the steps to figuring that out. And it's gonna suck. It might suck, I should say. It might doesn't have to suck, but it might suck. It's really hard to do at first. It's like anything. It's hard to do it the first few times you do it. It's going to be hard to talk about it. It's going to be hard to be open to saying, I don't understand why you miss me so much. Or like, um, I don't think I should have to tell you something or whatever. Like, okay, some people think that way. Some people don't understand why their spouse cares so much that they leave in the middle of supper for a call. They don't get it. Open up the conversation so it's no judgment either way of how the conversation goes or what anyone has to talk about and make sure everybody's getting their full feelings out on the table. 
That is the only way you're going to be happy. <laughs> that is the only way you're going to think of a solution that actually works for everybody. Or if nothing else, sacrifices a little bit from everybody. <laughs> Compromise. <laughs> okay, I think I was getting a little bit off of the off of the track of everything. But um, no, things overall life has been life has been good. It's been crazy, but it's been really good. I, I don't know if I'd ever stick to that three to six months of getting used to it, though. I think it really depends on who you are as a couple beforehand. I think it depends on your shift schedule. I think it depends on your spouse's schedule, if they're um, working or doing any sort of um, continuous activity or something of any sort, you know, like working that out. I think a lot of that has to kind of run together when you get used to it. Um, and it's going to be different for everybody. And I think, I think we're going to have a new transition period when we have this, this kid where we're going to have to get used to it again, if that makes any sense. We've gotten to the point where we're used to it enough now. It still sucks at times. Like I said, this week right now where it's, we're opposite schedules, it drives me absolutely bonkers every time it comes up. But I think... I think when the kid comes around, it's going to be different again. And we're going to have to reacclimate ourselves and figure it out again. And I think it's just going to be something to do that's, that's going to happen every, every milestone that happens. When this, when this kid goes to kindergarten, when this kid starts going all the way through school, through middle school, through high school, what if you have another kid? You know, what if I change jobs? What if Chris changes positions? You know, and he gets to be a driver or a captain. Every change like that is going to create a new time of getting used to things. And I wish it didn't because <laughs> it, it's kind of intimidating to think about, oh my goodness, I have to change again. I have to figure this out again. We just figured this out. We are just starting to like get to the point where I'm actually starting to sleep okay-ish. <laughs> I'm starting to get used to him being gone for a full day. Um, it took me 10 months for him to be gone for a full day and get used to that. But hey, I'm, I'm, I'm used to it now. I don't miss him like crazy. <laughs> I miss him a little bit, but not like crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, this kind of did trail off at the end. Sorry, you guys. But I, it was a string of consciousness. This, this is ramblings of a firewife part two, I think. I, I haven't quite named the episode yet, but I feel like that's totally what it's going to be because yeah, this is just me and my stream consciousness today and you guys get to hear it. So, um, other than that, I really don't have any other big updates for how this has been treating us. It's been going very well and he likes the station he's at now, which is fantastic. He got moved a little bit during probation for, you know, some different truck time, medic time and things like that. And, um, but he, he likes where he's been put he has a good crew. And it's, it's awesome to see. It's awesome for him to, to, to bloom in something he's wanted for so long and to be here on the sidelines as he does it. I'm, I'm excited to, to cheer him on for that. Um, and he, he's been doing the same for me with my fire stuff. So, um, it's been interesting being, you know, not being on the same department anymore. I do miss it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I miss it a lot. Um, but at the same time, I, I think it helps us grow a little bit and not be so attached to each other. And who knows, maybe there's a day we'll, where either I'll go career or he'll come volunteer or whatever it is and we'll be on the same department again, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Life. Life brings what life brings. But, okay, 
yep, I'm going to stop it here because I'm just trailing on at this point. So uh, I'm going to try my best to bring on a guest next next week. Um, we'll see what happens. I swear. <laughs> it all it all depends on all this pregnancy stuff, you guys. So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. And uh, yeah, keep keep a lookout for those pregnancy files coming in the future. I'll probably put the first one out actually not too far from now. Um, just so you guys kind of get it more up to date of what I'm, what I have right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to be the plan. That's, that sounds like a good plan. Okay. So anyways, uh, I will catch you back at this next week. Have a good night, day, whatever time you listen to this and I'll catch you on the next episode. See ya. Thanks for coming by and listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to leave a rating and review wherever you're listening. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Coupling Spire Podcast. See you next time, everybody.